In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days. Welcome on into the No Off Days podcast. I am Scott Smith. Chris Cato taking a sip out of his No Off Days <laughs> podcast mug available in our show store. No, we don't have a show <laughs> store. Uh, and then BK is in the booth. We'll catch up with him in just a little bit. Uh, I'm excited this week because this is um, this is championship week. So most teams, you know, they that was that was what a couple weeks ago. Wait a minute, championship. And then week. and then and then you still have the the. The, the playoffs that are coming up, and then and you got the, the big bowl games. But right now, nestled in between all of that is the D2 National Championship oh. in college football, okay. uh, a, a game that needs to be talked about a little bit more, so we're going to take that opportunity to discuss it today. Harding University, where I graduated back in, uh, should I tell you, 2002. There maybe. we go. And uh, they are playing, this is the first time they've ever been on this stage, and, and they're playing a school called the Colorado School of the Mines. Okay. And uh, this is going to be a, a big game on Saturday. Got a lot of buddies that are heading out to McKinney, Texas, to catch this. Uh, I, I've been looking at flights. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it happen. I'd like to. I'd love to. It'd be great. But uh, so a lot of excitement. A lot of excitement around. And 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 that game's going to be on ESPNU. So I don't. Right. Mind, I don't mind pumping that because well. My team is never on national television. You were on ESPN Plus last week, and you were, we're like, "How do moving. I? Where do I find this? Where do up. I do this?" Yeah, uh, you didn't just graduate from Harding; you played for the Bison, yeah. Bisons, yeah. plural Bison. Yes, there's an extra S at the end. Uh, just to hold true, we're not going to give in. You know, there's right. been a lot of pressure over the years to, to remove that last. I S. heard about the uh, great uh, cheerleader insurrection of the '90s. They yes. tried to change it, and, yes. and you guys but said no. no. No, we had to beat them back, and uh, and <laughs> yes, that would that would not take place. No, yeah, it's. It's been kind of cool to see this take place. You know, when I played, uh, you know, we were right around 500, you know. And so uh, the, the program has come a long way. The facilities are much nicer, and uh, and they have a, a lot better – they're recruiting better athletes, apparently. They're not going yeah. out and getting <laughs> Scott Smiths off the street corner? <laughs> no. no. Yeah. They're not, and they're better off for it. So, yeah, they're, it's it's fun to see, and uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. You played week. defensive tackle, right? Played a little D-tackle, D-end, a little slash. And uh, you started, yeah. right? So you had, uh, I don't want you to I, was, I know you're yeah, modest I but come not, on I was, you, I was not a great player I was not okay. a great player so but still you played d2 football for yeah we got there we, we can't all know, we can't all say that we crossed the finish line there so yeah it was it was I look back on my time there fondly but you know I I do of course I'm an Oregon fan you know yes. that but that's the team that I, I you know grew up in Oregon my dad went to U of O I had a lot of family that went there but uh, Harding is the team that I actually claim but there, it, I never have an opportunity and much like was, you and and Troy yes and so, my my school is in a, a bowl game without our coach now he's been plucked by Tulane but yeah my Trojans will be playing in the Birmingham Bowl against Duke who also lost their coach so it'll be a a coachless bowl game. Well, I know a gentleman that actually went to the university that he cheers for every Saturday, and that would be one Brian King. University of Alabama graduate from, what, uh, 2003? 14. Something Some, like that. Somewhere in that okay. range, yeah. What, Did, and your major was in? Uh, telecommunications. Telecommunications. Yeah. Is that what they called it back then? That's yeah. what they, yes. That was back <laughs> when they had land, landlines. Did you have a minor, BK? I minored, minored in human resources. Ooh. I, yeah. Huh. Oh, interesting. Uh, I didn't know what it was going to lead to, but. <laughs> you, the number one violator of all the HR rules here at, <laughs> exactly. at the Nod Pod. Yeah, yeah. How, how ironic. Yeah, right. but I know the loopholes, so oh. that, that plays into effect. <laughs> Very good. Uh, can you give us a little preview as to what the good viewers and listeners can expect on today's program? Great show today. We're going to have – we could talk a little bit of Shohei Otani. Have you heard this guy's contract? Holy smokes. Yeah, I don't, it's I don't, a lot of money. I, know I don't that. fully understand it. He wants to be paid a little now and a lot later. Right. Okay. It's, it's, in, 
either insane or ingenious, one of the two. I think mm, Kunstler yeah. genius. And then we've got Gus Picker, and this is a really good playing off what Scott said about Harding. Willie Robertson coming in. How about that? Whoa. As in yeah. Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty's Willie Robertson, yes. Wow. Wait, so he's a Harding guy? He went to Harding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a, there's a list of notable graduates, notable uh, people that attended the school. And uh, Willie Robertson is, uh, I think he's got to be number one overall. And, and you're two. It's Robertson no, 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 Smith. No, no, no. Did you know who Willie's father played backup quarterback to in college? Yeah, was that Terry Bradshaw? Terry Bradshaw, Wild Tech. Yeah. Huh. yeah, how about that? It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, that I can't is. wait. To, I, can't, I know, I know that, that he knows all things in, in the hunting game, but but what about what about football? When we start talking, yeah. about football? What if he picks the Ducks to lose in every game, and we're like, <laughs> Willie, the Ducks aren't playing <laughs> again. Again, do you understand? <laughs> All right, very good. Yeah, he can't pick against the Hey, and at the end of the show, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about these Christmas movies that are on every single day. Okay. These Hallmark movies, I don't know if you guys have seen oh, any yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, what about them? Are we going to sit around and just what talk about them? give you the plot of these movies, and you tell me if it's real or something I just completely made up. Oh, I okay. like it when we play the game of uh, the yeah. figment of Brian's imagination. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, BK. Thanks, if guys. you are listening and you want to watch, go to fox13news.com slash notpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, take out your phone, zap the QR code on the screen in the bottom right-hand corner, and there you can find all of our shows. Please subscribe, fox13news.com slash notpod. All right, big story. Uh, Shohei Otani, Shohei me the money. Uh, so Bobby Bonilla ain't got nothing on this Otani deal. We always talk about Bobby Bonilla Day. I believe it's July 1st when that deferred payment comes through. He's got that a million-dollar checks coming in every year until 2035, and the guy's been retired for eons now. Yeah. Okay, Shohei Otani. It, it's not just the money, right? Like, we, we see the $700 million 10-year contract, and obviously it's, it's more money than ever has ever been thrown toward a professional athlete, at least here in the United States. Uh, as far as I'm aware of. But it's the amount that is deferred. So he's making $2 million a year for this 10-year contract. And then once he's done with that contract, the following year, now he gets $68 million checks that come in for another 10 years. And the way that this thing is drawn up, it's wild, man. I'm telling you. Like, the way they do this, it, the reason part of it had to do with lowering the, the luxury tax threshold so the okay. Dodgers have a little bit more spending capital uh, to fill out the rest of their roster but they have a ton of deferred money already on this contract so Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman they have a bunch of deferred money that's due n no, nowhere close to where Otani is but between I believe 2033 and 2044 they have 857 million dollars in deferred payments that will go out so unlike the NFL there's no salary cap right so they don't have to worry about, you know, dead cat money, you know, counting okay. against their roster. Like, th this is just money that's going to have to go out. But they still have to pay. They do have to pay a luxury tax. Uh, and I believe it's like 46 on 46 million of it. But that helps them at least have a little bit of more, you know, cash to spend on the current roster. But here's what I like most about this deal. What do you like most about it? What is? Do you know what this, the, the income tax rate is in California? For the be, highest earners? It's got to be ridiculous. Well, it's like 13.3%. Okay. So what's 13.3% of $70 million? Uh, I already did the math. Thank you. Thank I, you're you. getting okay, calculated. Getting but heart. you can check my work. $9.3 million a year. So he's saving $9.3 million a year, or maybe a little less. Maybe let's say nine. Let's say $9 million a year. 
which you know the life of this contract that's you know that's 90 million dollars yeah. that could go to the state government forget about you know federal taxes that you're gonna have to pay so as long as he doesn't have a residence in california when he's done then you know presumably he either moves to japan or in any other state that doesn't have that type of uh, income tax bracket and that's that's a smart move, that's man. Savings. I mean, that's those are things that like the the professional athletes really do think about mm-hmm. because of how how heavily they're taxed. Yeah, right. I'm not good with money, you know this, but is he not? So the 68 million payments, though, he's not getting those until 2034. That means he's not earning interest on any of that, right? Sorry, uh, Brian was talking to me in my ear while you were asking me that question. <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> he was like, cut Cato out of this segment. He's going to say something What's dumb. What's he saying? Here's something dumb. No, the $68 million payments kick in in 2034, right? But he, so that money's not, if he were getting that now, he could be earning interest on that. So now, now you're not earning interest for all these years. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's part of it. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure he had some people around him analyzing that. Yeah, I mean, look, this guy is not strapped for cash at all. Obviously, he's making $2 million a season moving forward. But he already makes about fifty million in endorsements annually. Right, he does. So he's yeah. he's already he's already making a, a ton of money away from the baseball field. So uh, you know it's it's crazy. And the CBA in baseball allows for like limitless deferments. I don't know if they're gonna ever change that uh, if teams start to take advantage of it. Um, but man, uh, individual salary right now uh, on teams last year the the caps the salary cap for individual teams baltimore and oakland had lower than what otani is going to be making in one year and he, the, the the rays were 73 million is what they spent on their team last he's year. he's making more than teams right. entire payrolls so here's but, here's my bigger question okay is I, is he worth it is he worth it because i i which is i know it's kind of a fluid term because it's like well what does that mean you know when you're talking professional sports but let me just let me just put this something out here let me posit something the angels while he was with them they never made the playoffs mm-hmm. he's coming off tommy john surgery he's not going to pitch in 2024 the, obviously one of the best aspects about him is that he's a two-way player you're getting two for one right he's never led the league in batting He's never won a home run title, never led the league in RBI, in war, in ERA, in strikeouts, in wins. So I understand he's very, very good. But One like of a I kind. feel I feel like I feel like there is this idea that he is so generational, you know, in terms of his talent that he just requires being paid almost twice as much or, you know, like a, about a third as much as as the next guy it's crazy you know? and i just don't know that the value is is really there yeah i, I had the same question especially about the pitching like we don't know if he will be the will same he be pitcher. the same yeah right and some pitchers come back from tommy john and say they actually feel better than they did before so well, we'll it see, should but it should strengthen it but you know we all man, multiple pitchers have had, had multiple that tommy seems Jones. like a huge <laughs> risk though to to invest in that let me ask you this though with this whole deferring things down the line if you won one of these big powerball drawings like one of these 1.5 billion so you get the choice of taking the lump sum or the annuity payments that parcel out your winnings over the next 30 years. Yeah. What do you do? Well, first off, I'm, I'm going to go into the, uh, the – I'm going to go what, – what is it when you go into the uh, – where they can't find you witness anymore? relocation. Yeah. The you can't do re- that so, in Florida. Okay. They make the winner come forward. So <laughs> um, you've got, got to go win it in another state. Yeah. No, I want the lump sum, obviously. Yeah, I know. And that's what I'm thinking about this. Like, I'm, And, again, Otani has people around him, but – are we not reading the tea leaves here about do we know the world will still be functioning in the year 2040 will the the dodgers still be a thing like i'm seeing but here's the money is so gross 
Chris, that it doesn't matter. That's what he's saying. He's like, whether I have it now or whether you pay me or my family later, if I'm if I've already kicked the bucket by then, then like it's not going to impact my life anyway. I don't have enough time to spend all this money. You know, like that's oh. that's what basically what it sounds like he's saying. That's just wild. You know, and obviously he's he's I, calculating I mean, the 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 upside of potentially winning a World Series if he can do the team thing. You know what I mean? If he could put the team first. Anyway, yeah, I, I think it's wild. And you know what happens in a lot of these situations? If you look down the payroll of the highest paid guys in Major League Baseball, you know, it's kind of hard to make a case for a lot of these guys to to be making what they make because a lot of it is is based on what they accomplished already and not what they're going to accomplish with Otani. I feel like it's a little bit the opposite. Like like he there's a lot of promise there, but I think his best years are still ahead of him. You know, he's still mm. I think he's what is he 29 years old? Yeah. So he's you know, this contract's going to last till he's 39. Is he actually going to be playing till he's 39? I, who knows. But you know, like if you, like Max Scherzer, he's a guy that's he's the next highest paid guy. He's making 43 million. He's 7 and 8 in the postseason. A 3.46 ERA in the postseason. He's 38 years old. You know, this next year though, he's going to make 43 million. Justin Verlander. He's probably the most decorated uh, pitcher in today's game. Uh, but he's turning 41 in February, and he's coming off an injury last year. Uh, Jacob Degrom. He's making 40 million. He had Tommy John, uh, and he's not due back until August of this next season. Uh, he's going to be 36. He hasn't had double-digit wins since 2019. Uh, Steven Strasburg is getting paid $35 million. He's already retired, Chris. Yeah. He's reti- this is not supposed to be a deferred payment. He's retired. He- he's totaled 30 innings over the last three years. So I'm just saying, like, you, baseball, you tend to pay for what something has already been done, and then when you get it, you, when you get that – I mean, Aaron Judge is a guy that he's – I think he's probably worth it because he's still young. Right. Uh, but – that's my question. Is Otani going to be worth it? Because based on what he's done, I know there's a lot of excitement there, but uh, I don't think that, you know, it justifies it. Can I throw one more fun fact at you before we move on? Ken Griffey Jr., who retired in 2010, will earn more next season than Otani because of his own deferred payment structure. How about that? Yeah. These guys have figured it out. He still had the, he had the sweetest swing. It's even better than Otani's, if you ask me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Junior, baby. Uh, let's talk about money real quick and, and how that impacts uh, NFL quarterbacks because oh, we man. see have we have seen a litany of starting quarterbacks go down. Some of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Joe Burrow has gone down this year. Um, Daniel Deshaun Jones. Watson, Daniel Jones. I mean, these are all forty plus million dollar makers. Uh, Kirk Cousins, thirty five million. He he's down for the rest of the season. Uh, Kyler Murray missed a bunch of time. He's at thirty five. Uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tannehill. I mean, the list goes on and on of guys that have uh, – Justin Herbert, he's probably not going to play again. Well, Geno Smith is banged up now, right? And he yeah. just got a big so, big contract. I guess a lot of these quarterbacks, their, their value, how much they're being paid, it doesn't really match their production. And so I'm just curious if market forces are going to now be a little bit more favorable to a guy like a Baker Mayfield. This guy mm-hmm. made $4 million this year. You know, a lot of these guys that are filling in, you know, the Jake Brownings that, you know, I'm not saying like he is not Joe Burrow, but is I guess the, the question is, is that what you need? Yeah. Do you need a Joe Burrow or you can, can you find guys that are right in between there? Is it going to start forcing some of these second contracts to come down a little bit uh, because teams say, you know what? Like Justin Fields, like the guy's about to be, you know, he's you're in this place where it's like you either pay him or you cut him. 
or you either pay him or you don't resign him and he goes somewhere else as a as a free agent. But if he stays with Chicago, he, he's got to be making probably upwards of 25, 30 million dollars a year. Yep. But is is he the guy or can I go out on the on the secondary market, get a bridge quarterback and and maybe, you know, like it's it just makes it it makes it tough once quarterbacks get to their second contract. It's just such a giant leap forward mm-hmm. in terms of salary that it's it's hard to justify it, and only a handful of guys really do. You yeah. know, like Patrick Mahomes, obviously he's there. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of there who are, the other there ones are. Too I mean, many, I yeah, mean in today's Josh, Josh game, Allen's doing it, I guess you could say, right? Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. I mean, even this season, it's like, man, it's yeah. it's a little dicey. So I just think it you might get to a place where a lot more teams are looking for the the guys in the Baker Mayfield category. Yeah, you know, give me a guy that could be a bridge until I get to the next rookie. You know, unless you're just off the chart. I mean, generational talents like Patrick Mahomes, then of course it, it justifies the payment. Yeah. Look at Gardner Minshew. I mean, he's one of the most effective backups in the league. Yeah. And, and you know, they're not they don't have to pay him anything and they kind of get to keep winning games in a winnable division, the Colts, and until, you know, Anthony Richardson comes back or something happens down the future. I don't know. They're seven and I, four with Minshew as yeah. starting quarterback. Yeah, he's so. good. He was Tommy a, DeVito, yeah. Uh, Tommy Cutlets, Tommy he's Cutlets. three and two. I mean, and he was their third string quarterback, right? They went through Tyrod Taylor, after yeah. Daniel Johnson. Yeah. You wonder if uh, also more organizations take the San Francisco approach of drafting. There are so many guys like Brock Purdy. I'm not saying that there are a lot of Brock Purdy's out there. He's clearly good, you know. Uh, but still, there will be guys coming out in this draft out of college. It'll be fourth or fifth round pick, a Devin Leary, you know, just to put a name out there. Very capable guys, and you just kind of wonder if they kind of take that model too. Like, right. let's get one of these guys that's mature, has a lot of college. That was pretty. He was a five-year, a four-year starter in college, and we're seeing more of that now, especially with NIL. Guys are staying longer, playing more. Um, I don't know. I, I do think your bigger point there is a very valid one, where we could kind of be seeing the end or, or, a, or a shift in the market because. Of these injuries and some of these other, you know, just drop off too, and and how some of these guys have played. Of the teams that are right now in playoff contention, I believe, you know, about six of them are not going with their their starting quarterback that they started the season with, right. you know, or their idea the ideal quarterback setup. So, but I think the the Purdy point is a, is a good one because he goes to a situation where they the Niners are already loaded. They were already they were already set, and so what is how different is the trajectory trajectory for a, a quarterback? No matter where you're drafted, even if you're a free agent, if you come into a situation where dude, like we're already we, we our defense is locked down, we've got a great offensive line, we got so many weapons on offense, and so you're just kind of plug and play. Can you manage this offense? And then once you go from game manager to now playmaker, yeah. and that's the step that Purdy has taken here within the last you know year mm-hmm. now now he's more than just a game manager and how much different that changes the course of your career and so you know i know a lot of teams would obviously like to to build around that but you know everybody you'd get these t- carrots that are dangled here in the offseason once you see the, dr- the you know the combine and oh look at these numbers yeah. and uh, this guy can single-handedly put this team on his back and that's i think that's seldom the case mm-hmm. it's it's being more and more obvious that it's like hey let's build let's build from around him and then we can plug a guy in and see how well he does. Anyway, uh, all right, coming up on the other side, we are still going to talk college football, even though th- there's not a whole lot of college football going on, although bowl games have, have started this weekend. Uh, we want to rank the college bowl games, okay? Semifinals are off the table. Coming up on the No Off Days podcast, if we had to draft our most valuable bowl games coming up here in the month okay. of December <laughs> and into January, what will they be? 
That is coming up next on the No Off Days Podcast. Welcome back into the No Off Days Podcast. College bowl season is upon us, Chris. Uh, I do not need to remind you of that. But a lot of times we get to this time and we're like, okay, but how many of these bowl games are actually any good? So outside of the playoffs, outside yeah. of the final four teams, let's rank our bowl games as they come up and which ones that you're most interested in will kind of alternate and it, we'll do it like kind of like a draft style. Okay. So you can, I'll let you select first your number one on the clock. You could pick your top bowl game. Let's not pick all 41 though. That may no, take a while. I, maybe, maybe we do like five each. Okay. We, let's get a top 10 going. It's a good number. All right. All right. All right, and you'll never hear me complain about there being too many bowl games. I'm, okay. I'm fine. Let's bring them on. I'll all right. watch all the six and six teams. Give it to me. I'm going to go number one. The game I'm most interested to see play out is the Orange Bowl, December 30th. Mm. Number six, Georgia. Mm. Number five, Florida State. It is one the second largest point spread right now um, in these bowl games. Georgia, a 14-point favorite. But uh, I'm really interested to see the Seminoles and what they show up here. I think they've got a stage where – and a chip on their shoulder where they want to prove, look, you left us out of this playoff because you thought because we didn't have our starting quarterback, Jordan Travis. Well, we still have a great defense. And I haven't seen any opt-outs on their defense yet. Johnny Wilson, the wide receiver, is not right. playing. Uh, and Georgia, I think Kirby will have them up too, even though it's these are two teams that aren't where they want to be, um, that being in the college football playoff. But I'm really inter- interested to see how the Orange Bowl plays out. Okay. I had them my number one as well, so I'm glad we're on the same page. And I, I think that one of the interesting dynamics is what does Tate Rodemaker look like after a month of preparation for one team? Yeah. Is this you know is this offense going to put more points on the board? Uh, my number two. Let's go with the Holiday Bowl. I got okay. Louisville and USC. And the reason why I'm intrigued, I know Caleb Williams is not playing. He's one of the opt-outs. But the starting quarterback for USC is going to be Miller Moss. So he's a redshirt sophomore. So kind of a heralded guy comes to USC. That's like his home, the team he grew up rooting for when he was a kid. But he picked them over the likes of Alabama and LSU. Okay. So this this former you know big time prep athlete. Can he come in here and run Riley Lincoln's offense? Um, and so I think that'll be an interesting matchup against a Louisville team that we obviously watched uh, in their defense that played fairly well against FSU uh, in the ACC championship. I got Holiday Bowl in it. Good call. Two. Didn't have that on my list. Okay, I picked number three. Number three, we're going with the Cotton Bowl. December 29th, mm. we've got number nine, Missouri. Number seven, Ohio State, a great SEC versus Big Ten matchup there. Uh, Missouri was awesome this year, only lost two games. Ohio State's only loss was the one to Michigan. Um, we know that Kyle McCord has been uh, nudged into the transfer portal. Devin Brown, it was announced this week, is going to be starting for the Buckeyes. Marvin Harrison Jr. hasn't made a decision as of this taping, but we'll see. I think either way, you're going to get a great effort from Missouri, and I think this is going to be a really good game in Dallas. I feel like Ohio State's kind of laid an egg in bowl games here. So. They, they do, yeah. So, yeah, and without some of their maybe top guys, we'll see. All right, I'll give you that at number three. Uh, for number four, uh, I'm going to go with – let's go with the Fiesta Bowl. And this – I just oh, – how, oh. how can I remove my own rooting interest? It's a 16-point spread. How can I remove my own rooting interest? Okay, but here's, here's why I think it's at least intriguing, okay? Liberty, one of four teams in major college football, 
undefeated, right? right? So everybody told them, you don't belong here. SMU should be here, a team with two losses. So here's one for the little guy, an opportunity to go against, you know, mighty Oregon. And for me, obviously, I'm, I'm watching it because these are the Ducks. Yeah. But I think it's also going to be the Bo Nix show. And this mm-hmm. is an opportunity for him uh, to be one of those guys that is, uh, you know, expected first-round draft pick to, to light things up. And so, uh, you know, obviously, uh, like I, my cards are in front of me. I, so, think yes. it's, I do think it's cool that Nix didn't opt out and he's playing. He's one of the few. I think the Ducks will win by 35. All right, so I've got the next pick at number five in our rankings. I'm going to go Peach Bowl in Atlanta, December 30th, number 11, Ole Miss, number 10, Penn mm, State. I like that one. No major opt-outs at this point for either program. You've got two contrasting styles. You think about that Penn State defense and then Ole Miss's offense with Jackson Dart and, and Quinshawn Judkins. Uh, I think that's going to be a good one. I know Penn State wants to prove – to people that they can play offense too after what we saw against Michigan and Ohio State. So I think that's a that's a good This people. might be a little preview of uh, the 12 team playoff next year both could, these teams. Could be. Yeah. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. All right, then coming in at number 6, I have the Boca Raton Bowl. Oh, Normally I would yeah. not be singing the praises of the Boca Raton Bowl, but we got USF, man. And yeah. and I'm so excited to see this team. I feel like this is really a next step for this program is getting on the other side of 500, becoming a winning record school. Uh, and really, you got a Syracuse team that has an interim head coach. Dino Babers is fired. So what exactly are you going to get with, with that team? And I think this kind of starts the 2024 buzz of Byron Brown after what has been a great 23. Uh, he takes this next step, and I think it starts in Boca Raton. That's a good one. That was going to be the next one on my list there. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the thing about these bold games featuring six and six teams. A lot of these teams, this means so much to them, especially South Florida won one game last year. Now they get to play in a bowl game. The coaches get to practice these guys for three or four more weeks. It's huge for a program that is ascending like that, so I like that pick. I'm drafting next. Let's see. This would be number seven on our list. Uh, This is a little off the radar here, but I like this one. I'm going with the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. This would be James Madison. 11-1, 11-1, and one. You know, great team, great team from the Sun Belt. Um, didn't get to play for the Sun Belt title because they couldn't get a waiver. Uh, so really they have a big chip on their shoulder and they're playing Air Force, a very strong Air Force team all year at running the ball. And I think that's going to be two very physical teams right there at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So Air Force in the Armed Forces in the, Yeah, okay. and James Madison, a three-point favorite right now. All right, okay, I like that. Um, okay. Let's go with number eight. As I survey the landscape of potential game, I mean, I don't know how we missed this one. I mean, you got to have the Alamo Bowl in there, right? Who's did in you that already, one? Did you already say that I one? I didn't say Alamo. No, who's in that? That's Arizona-Oklahoma. I mean, okay. this is a lot of points going to be scored in this game. Uh, the Sooners, they're not going to have Dylan Gabriel because he's heading out to Eugene, Oregon. Uh, but freshman quarterback Jackson Arnold is going to take the reins. So is he going to be the next prolific Oklahoma passer? Uh, he's going to get the opportunity to do so in this game. So, uh, you know, and Arizona's Arizona had, was they've great. had a great season. Yeah, too. how good so were they? I think that'll be a fun matchup. Let's go Alamo Bowl. All right. I like that I'm one. Surprised um, that slid. I've that, got I've got number nine. This may be my favorite one. The Starco Brands L.A. Bowl hosted by Gronk. Previously, this was the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, Scott. It will be played on this Saturday, December 16th. It, Wait, what is this? The, Star- the Starco Brands LA, ho- L.A. Bowl hosted by Gronk. That's not even – is that a real bowl? It is. Why would I make that up? I have not seen it's that. It's December 16th, Scott, and it features two teams we don't care about. UCLA that has 1,000 opt-outs yeah, okay. and Boise State who doesn't look very good this year. 
and it's played in L.A. But here's why we like this, Scott. Did you see uh, Gronk is singing the national anthem? I did not know yes. that. Yes. Okay. So, so that's why this is number nine on the list. It should be higher probably. So I could dip out as soon as that national anthem goes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This All is right. the opposite. You know, we watched the Duke's Mayo Bowl to see the dousing of the coach in Mayo at the end. Well, this everyone will watch in the beginning and dip out. But, yes, he's singing the national anthem, and he's going to be uh, joined by some actual singers to kind of back him up, the New Directions Veterans Choir. That's probably going to help. So, yeah. That's probably going to help a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He said when he sang in front of the committee, the bowl committee, they said, we, we've got to get you some help here. we got to help you out. The question so. is, does he gronk spike the microphone at the end? <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> it's got, he's been doing a lot of crazy things. He was, he, he, they parachuted him out of a plane earlier this year. Yes. I mean, he's. He yeah. seems like he's on his bucket list, right? Gronk is must see TV. Yeah. All right. What's, you got uh, number I, 10. I'm torn here. I'm torn here at number 10 because I feel like there's a there's a game that, that probably should have been up, moved up a couple of spots. Um, but I'm, I'm conflicted. I'll just. Okay. Just number, ten, number 10, ReliQuest. I mean, you got, yeah. you got Wisconsin, you got LSU, you got Big Ten versus SEC. Uh, Jake Daniels expected to play in this game. Is he? Okay. Uh, from at least last I've heard. So you got the Heisman winner going into a game. He's going to be uh, a first-round draft pick. But there are some guys that are kind of ahead of him in the pecking order when it comes to the draft. So I think maybe you have a little incentive for him to ball out against Wisconsin because, you know, he's trying to obviously improve his his draft stock. So uh, that will be a fun one. And, of course, it's, it's being played right down the road at Raymond James Stadium. So I think it'll yeah. be a good game. My my 10B to that was the Pop-Tarts Bowl, not because I really care about the teams. It's NC State, K-State. It's because I just want to see that giant Pop-Tart, and I want to see someone take a bite They're out going, of it. They're going, yeah. The winning team gets to bite the mascot. Like, do you think it's going to look appetizing? I think it will look great, yeah. And is it going to be toasted, or is it going to be just straight out of the package? And do you have a preference? I, I have. I prefer toasting, but I'll eat them either way, yeah. and I hope it's a brown sugar cinnamon. I would tackle that uh, thing. You know it's not going to be brown sugar cinnamon. It'll be something fruity, yeah, won't no, it? No, it's going to be strawberry. Yeah, That'd probably so. Maybe, maybe cherry. I can't wait to see them tear that thing apart. Very good. Well, that okay. was a lot of fun. That was our that was our bowl draft. All right, we drafted them. Now to the segment coming up that we've been waiting for. It is our guest picker segment. Willie Robertson oh, from yeah. Duck Dynasty is going to be joining us. He is our guest picker, and Chrissy's out on a hunt right now. So we're trying to see if the if the phone connection even works. He's so deep into the woods right now. Yes. So he is coming up on the No Off Days podcast. <laughs> Well, Chris, our guest picker today uh, looks better in camo than you and I. That, that is for sure. <laughs> uh, you know him from Duck Dynasty fame, Harding University's most famous product. We welcome Willie Robertson to the wow. No Off Days podcast. And I believe that, that he's on a hunt right now. So that's why the lights have been killed. I mean, are you, are you in the deer stand right now, Willie? <laughs> no, I'm on the porch of the only thing around here that has Wi-Fi. So. I like it. How, how's the hunt going so far? It, well, I tell you, about 30 minutes ago, I was about 40 yards from a deer that I wanted to take. So that's, uh, but I didn't get him. Something happened, but I'll be back tomorrow. Oh man! What? So a, a buck, obviously. How, did you get a look at the spread, the rack? How many points are we talking? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! But deer hunting is one thing. Filming deer hunting is a whole different animal. So, <laughs> right. Uh, we, it, it was a little production issue, so I didn't quite. We couldn't quite get on the same page with my camera guy. So. Uh, well, those... we, we understand that. Yeah. We, we understand that all too well. Um, all right. So the connection here is that, you know, Chris, I, you know, I played football at Harding University, 
which, as I might have mentioned already on the show, You've they're playing it, yes. in the national championship. I've this heard weekend. of this. Yeah. This is no small feat. Right. Okay. Willie, when did you go to Harding? What what years? If you don't mind dating yourself. 92 to 95. Okay. 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 So yeah. that, that preceded me by, by just a little bit. Um, but but the guy I played football with at Harding for those Bisons, right. Grant Taylor, mm-hmm. who is really good friends uh, with with Willie, uh, he married into the family actually. So you know you can't now shake him. Yeah. Right? You know. <laughs> big big GT. Now was he as good a blocker as he says he was? <laughs> well, yeah. As my yeah, it's kind of like those fishing stories that we tell, right? Um, yeah, man. I mean that guy, he would. <laughs> He would take on two defensive tackles at the same time. Pancaked them all. Yeah. I mean, I saw photos of him, and he looked like twice the man he is now. He was ginormous. Yeah, no, that well, that is that is true. That's back when you know we could just eat you know bread pudding every day, uh, three meals a day. <laughs> they just pack on the calories, boys. Right? All right. So yeah. Let's get into these picks for the game, and, and uh, you know, I know you probably don't even have really access to any game previews out where you're doing. So just like we're just winging it here. We got Bucks okay. and we got Panthers. This is a Sunday one o'clock game at Eastern Time. The Packers are three and a half point favorites the Bucks have kind of run off a couple of wins the Packers coming off a Monday night loss Willie who you like in this game uh, uh I'm thinking the uh I'm thinking the Packers are gonna have a um a comeback after that game last night or whatever yeah got Packers yeah I, where's that at is it's, that it's at a Green Tampa Bay it's a Green Bay at Lambeau oh, Field. No. yeah Packers out yeah Packers out the way yeah usually that's a lock in December I think the Bucks are going to get a break in the weather in terms of December in Green Bay so um and Willie since all of my picks I jinxed every team I picked last week I'm going to pick against my hometown team the Bucks I'm going to pick the Packers because I think that will make the Bucks win I'm going Packers too oh boy okay well then I guess if we're going to guarantee a Bucks win then we have to finish the trifecta I'm going to I'm going to go Packers as well okay. yeah I think that you know this team has been as of late they've been playing much better football last week was of course a hiccup but I think back home uh, they're going to be fired up especially after the, the recent <laughs> loss all right we got Cowboys at Bills and surprisingly enough the Buffalo Bills come in as favorites two and a half points favorites in this one uh willie who you got uh maybe a little hard pick here but i'm gonna go cowboys uh i mean they're playing unbelievable mm-hmm. um but i think the bills are in that situation where they they almost got to win but i think after the way they won it's hard to do that back to back so uh i'm going cowboys how about them cowboys how about them cowboys chris it, it, is that your squad on sundays willie is that your team uh, well, the Saints, uh, the Saints okay. and the Cowboys. I grew up liking both, but yeah. Yeah, it's Who, whoever's best front best running, best, right? Those, those Who, are both Whoever both my teams, yeah. It's easier to be a Cowboy fan right now. <laughs> right, right. It is. You can't always say that, but this year for sure. All they right, do. Chris, they do. Got? They look awesome. But I'm scarred by all the upsets this past weekend. We saw. I, I think the Bills playing at home. I'm, I'm going to go Bills. I'm going to go against the – sorry, Willie. I'm going to go against the Cowboys and take the Bills in yeah. this one. Well, I know the Cow- – I, I don't think that's a bad pick. I mean, for sure, they're at home. And, yeah, yeah. They're, they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I'll tell you this. Uh, there's no Cowboy – CeeDee Lamb is not going to line up in the neutral zone. I, I know that's <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, but, I, I man, I got uh, I got the Cowboys winning. I just think they look like one of the most complete teams uh, all around – all around the game right now. I mean, San Francisco's up there, but the Cowboys 
red hot, even in Buffalo, and it's going to be chilly. I know it's not climate controlled, Jerry World, but yeah. uh, give me those Cowboys on the road. All right, we got Ravens at Jaguars. Ravens coming in three and a half point favorites. This is the Sunday night tilt. Mm. Who you got? Ooh, now that's a tough game. Yeah, that's a tough game. I, you know. I just, my gut tells me I think the Jags are going to win. And I don't know why I'm saying that. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence is uh, back. But I think coming off that loss, and I think, um, I think they'll, I think they'll ride the ship right there. So give me the, give me the Jaguars. Okay. He's going Jags. As you are. I'll go the other direction. Ravens five and one on the road. I like the way they're playing. They had a close, they had a scare this past weekend. Um, but I think the Ravens are – I think the Jaguars are starting to fizzle a little. I'm going Ravens. Well, you, you remember how they closed last year. The Jags closed – they closed hard last year. They did close hard. But that, yeah. was, la- that was last year. Yeah, I, I got Lamar Ravens. Jackson and the Ravens on the road uh, covering that spread. All right, let's go Monday night. We got Eagles all the way out west in Seattle. Uh, you probably couldn't get any more further from where you currently are right now, Willie. Uh, it's up in Seattle, but that's where the Eagles are heading this next week. Monday night tilt. Who you like? Uh, Eagles on a bounce back for sure. You know, a couple of tough losses. I think they're still, I mean, they're really good. Uh, and Seattle hadn't, they look like they're on the skids. Um, I don't think they were ever skid. So, uh, I think the Eagles are going to win pretty soundly. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Willie on this one. I think the Eagles, now they burned me the last two weeks, but I think they're going to get it right this week, clean up the turnovers, play better defense on the back end. I'm taking the Eagles. All right. I don't need to belabor the point. I got Eagles on the road as well. Uh, and now let's get to the game. Let's get to the game of the week. And hang on. I got to do a wardrobe change here, Willie. Hang on. Willie, I'll describe okay. this for you since you can't see him, but he's putting on a, a black, uh, what appears to be a Letterman jacket uh, yeah. with a big, yeah. big oh. H. Yeah, dug it out. Dug it out of the it, old it's uh, still, storage it's, unit. It still fits. It's yeah, a little. Look at it. Still fits? Okay. Yeah, well, I, I used to be able to fill the sleeve a little bit better, but uh, I'll take it. I'm wearing my Harding University Letterman jacket from, <laughs> what, Ot 2? <laughs> It's been a minute since I slipped this guy on. Is still, there has, st- still a 20 in the pocket? <laughs> I never had that kind of money when I walked around that campus. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, so Harding playing in the D2 National Championship. And, Willie, you, I don't have to tell you, they have come such a long way. I mean, when I played there, I mean, we were just kind of mediocre, usually, uh, 500 yeah. ball. But, man, they have made so many old Bisons proud. And I know that a ton of them are gathering in McKinney, Texas, on Saturday to watch this 1 o'clock national championship. It's crazy that I'm even saying it. Take it on Colorado of the Mines. And, no, they're, they're not the Mimes, Chris. Ah. The, yeah, yeah. Mines. There does need yeah. to be a school for Mimes, maybe, though, maybe that they, plays football. They have white gloves. Yeah. Um, all right, Willie, who do you got? Well, I'm so sad I'm not in McKinney to uh, – if- in any other scenario, I would have went there because my son lives in McKinney. Um, oh, wow. And I would love to see that game. I wasn't – I got to be honest. I didn't know a lot about Colorado of the the coal miners or whatever. That, I didn't – I thought – it looks like they sold a sponsorship and just named the college after something. So, I wasn't uh, – Wow. My, my, I yeah. did – Mine's is a big grocery store a, out in Colorado. <laughs> I did a little research, uh, not even knowing I was going to be talking to you guys. I was, I was like, who are these guys? And uh, they look really good. Um, yeah. So, but I did see a couple of games there that were close. And so, uh, 100%, uh, my heart goes with the Bison. I'm calling for the upset, the three seed over the one seed, and uh, get the get the natty there in Cersei, yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, I, you know, as you alluded to there, Willie, I did a little, 
uh, ore diggers. Their mascot is the well. Their nickname's the ore diggers. What their, is that? Their mascot is a is a donkey, Willie. Did you see this? It's a it's Blaster the Burrow. <laughs> They've got a little donkey. It's not even a big full size donkey. It's a little. A little tiny donkey. I guess he goes into it's mines. A Shetland donkey. Uh, he's yeah. like a he's like uh, a, a a canary in the mines. If he passes out, there's gas in there. I don't yeah. know. Um, but that's actually awesome. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, he's he's a cute little bugger. But listen, they've also got this guy who I guess their quarterback John Matocho was the equivalent of the Heisman winner last year in D two. The Harlan Hill. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of like thinking, oh man, they've got some offense. But then I looked at your Harding Bisons. They just run the ball. They just run. You you set the record single season record for rushing yards last week yeah. more than 400 a game 400 yards a game i see your uh, bisons plural playing some keep away here keep the ball away from mr uh matocha the donkey okay. yeah and I, i'm gonna i can't pick against you guys so i'll go harding yeah that's a that's Falcon. a, that's a Falcon. wise decision keep it, out of his hand. keep it out of his hands yeah that's that's a wise decision, my friend. Uh, yeah. So, what's going on right now at Harding is something bigger than football, and so uh, there is a lot of momentum, uh, a lot of proud alums that are going to be gathering McKinney. This is going to be this is going to be the pinnacle moment of this football program, and uh, Coach Simmons and the bunch they man they are ready to go. Uh, the, you're right about their their attack, that flex bone offense. They're going to pound the rock once they get that first lead. They're going to hang on to it. I think it's they they obviously have talent. Colorado of the, of the mimes, okay? <laughs> They're not going to be able to find their way out of this glass box. All right, my friend? This is going down. And, McKinney, we got HU. We got Harding winning the D2 National Championship. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be the biggest news ever. I'm so proud to, to of all the guys that have been in this program, that have went to this school before, to now be able to, to beat their chest and, and boast of this winner. So, th that's what's going down. All right. I'm glad, I'm glad we can all agree. Uh, before, all right. Before we let you go, we do a fantasy lock too, Willie. Who do you have a fantasy pick this week that you you would start on your team as a must start? Oh, I'm trying to think of the games that you told me earlier. Um, Just any fantasy uh, player that you think was going to make a lot of points this week. Give me the uh, uh, Brown for the uh, Eagles against the Seahawks. Okay, AJ Brown. Okay, that's a good that, call. Yeah, yeah. that's actually yeah. Solid. Dallas scored a lot. On, Dallas scored a lot on them boys, so sure. yeah, I like that guy. Sure did. I'm gonna, I'll take a receiver too against a bad defense. I'll go uh, Puka Nakua with the Rams. I think he's on Scott's fantasy team, so I hope he doesn't do that well. But, yeah, yeah I think he's going to have a couple of touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to go with Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. Last time the Niners faced Arizona, it was Brandon Ayuk that went off, and I think they, they're going to be honed in on him, and Debo takes advantage uh, this week against that Cardinal defense, which is um, awful. All right, very good. Hey. Get, now you can get back to your hunt. You've made your picks. I feel like you probably went 100% on it, Willie, but it's it's so nice to have you on our on our little old podcast. Uh, but and, and look, you, it, deep in the heart of Texas is where you currently are at a name at a place to be unnamed. But but you made time for us, and I appreciate yeah, it. We thank you so much, and we wish you – you're going to get some big bucks on the ground. We've got faith. And then when your Harding uh, Bisons win next week, I think you and Scott will be invited to a victory, a victory parade or something. <laughs> Downtown oh, Cersei. Here we go, yeah. baby. Go. We'll, we'll take it all the way to BB. Bald knob. Right, bald knob. Yeah, Bald Knob's a spot. Look it up on the map. They got some good Cajun food in that spot. Willie Robertson, hey. the great Willie Robertson of, of Harding University fame. Thank you so much, my friend. All right, buddy. See you guys. Thank you. That was fun.
Well, Good picking. Fine. All right, coming up on the other side of the No Off Days podcast, uh, it is time for uh, a little Christmas movie talk. Okay, oh. Brian teased it off the top of the show, the Hallmark movies. We want to know if the, the storylines that he gives us are actual movies or just concoctions in Brian's twisted and, and sick mind. I'll be all over this. That's coming up <laughs> on the No Off Days podcast. You are watching and listening to the No Off Days podcast. I am Scott Smith, Chris Cato, and BK is in the booth. BK, come on in. You teased it off the top of the show, and this was a very intriguing segment idea. I'm curious how you came up with this. Well, there was no college football on this past weekend, hardly. Well, so I mean, you just, maybe. the guy turns into a genius. Yeah. Like once college football's off the TV, he's thinking of all kinds of great ideas. He's probably thinking of adding like a second story to his house, and uh, yeah. No, no, not okay. quite like that. I no. mean, I had I had control of the TV all fall, and then I thought, well, I'll be a nice guy and give it up this Saturday. And holy cow, it was nonstop. It was a marathon of these movies. Really, a Hallmark Channel? Was it all Hallmark? Yeah, I don't know what. Lifetime, Hallmark, something like that. So this was this was uh, the Mrs. Decision, and, uh, and you kind of I went out and did along. yard work after a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Even though the grass is dead, you were like, I, uh, yeah, excuse I, me, I've got to go pick up some acorns. Some <laughs> <laughs> pick up like some that. limbs. So I thought I'd give you some movie plots from these Christmas movies because it, some of these plots are insane. Okay. You tell me if it's real or if it's something I just made up. Mm. You are a good writer, so this will be uh, tricky. But I think you'll know. You can see through He's me. He's going to pluck these uh, these from the uh, Nod Pod Gazette headlines. <laughs> <laughs> so, come on. Alien okay. invades small town on yes. Christmas Eve. Here we go. Right. We're going to start with the movie called The Last Christmas. Here's a synopsis. Kate works at a dead-end job as an elf at a Christmas shop. Things start looking up when she meets Tom, the perfect man. They strike up a Yuletide romance, and Tom helps Kate get back on her feet. Always happily ever after until it turns out that Tom was a ghost all along. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that movie. Fake or real? Oh. Isn't that called The Sixth Sense? <laughs> So she's got this dead end job. He connects her with people. I mean, so he still has connections even in the afterlife. I a mean, dead, still... a dead end job. Oh, good <laughs> poll. Yeah. No, that's how Brian wrote it. I mean, I think I have seen some bad plots to these Hallmark movies, but I can't. I don't see how Tom still has connections and how he's helping her out. You know, with when he's dead. Yeah. And what is a Yuletide romance? I'm curious. About I'm thinking that. that's one that burns bright like a Yule log in the fire. And then it, it suddenly then it's vanishes. gone one day. Yeah, when you yeah. realize he was dead the whole time. I'm gonna go just because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm gonna go real movie. I'm gonna say that's a that's an actual movie that someone put on paper and and hired actors and got a crew and they shot the thing and sold it to some studio. Hmm. Let's see. It is a real movie. <laughs> Last <laughs> Christmas, 2019. It starred Emma Thompson. Oh, oh, kind yeah. of a big name. Uh, Rolling Stone called it, um, quoting here, incredibly shockingly monumentally bad. <laughs> the kind of bad that falls somewhere between finding a lump of coal in your stocking and discovering one painfully lodged in your rectum. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. that's good. Uh, based on that review, I think I got to have this on the Netflix uh, uh, playlist. Here I got to see it now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you ready for another one? Yeah. Okay, this that's one good. is Holiday on the Bay. When a workaholic executive is forced to spend Christmas in Florida, she stumbles upon a magical beachside cottage that grants her the power to relive any holiday memory. As she immerses herself in the joy of past Christmases, 
She learns to slow down, appreciate the present, and find love in unexpected places. Look out for those dead guys. Yes. Yeah. Is this real or fake? executive sounds like Christmas in Florida like I mean if Brian's thinking of these headlines you know these ga- these movies it's he's gonna I mean, stick he, with what he knows Christmas in the Bay yeah right. he does love cottages he's yeah. a big cottage I, guy. I feel like this is maybe a, a, a page out of BK's actual life like back in yes oh, wow 2000 2001 it yeah was a, it was a lonely Christmas but you you went to the beach and that's where you found some love in unexpected mm-hmm. places but it wasn't a magical cottage that brought back these memories. It was a magical bottle of something <laughs> that you consumed on the beach. And then you remembered your and wonderful Christmas. Passed out. And I think this sounds like Ebenezer Scrooge, a workaholic, and he has yeah. to be shown the past and the good things that happen and the ghost of I think this is another real movie he's given us here. I, I'm going to go fake. Okay. I'm going to say I'm gonna say it's a fake movie. There's no way. All right. Based in Tampa Bay. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, you couldn't come up yeah. with a better like movie poster than, yeah. than fake. I'm telling all I'm these Hallmark the movie. movies that the, the location for them it has to be something like just corny like traditional like snowflakes on the ground. Right? Yeah, but that's why I kind of. Okay. All right. Here's the next one. The Christmas pit stop. Santa's sleigh breaks down on Christmas Eve, and he lists the help of a retired NASCAR driver yes. to drive presents to children around the world. With the driver's expert driving skills and the knowledge of mechanics, they embark on a high-speed adventure, overcoming obstacles and spreading holiday cheer. Okay. Fake or real? I, I mean, I love it. I love it. I'm all in. It, now, do you, can you provide any extra details on this? or am I pro- Like what? Like, is there a real NASCAR retired nascar driver or did this uh, was it just an actor i've not seen this movie but it wins no it's not gonna be carl edwards or okay Jimmy how do we Johnson. know but okay. i haven't seen the movie it could be yeah i mean it, it does it, look it has all the markings of something that brian would make up i, I mean nobody like, loves nascar more than brian yeah but i th- i mean this just sounds like a great movie if it's not a real one it needs to become one and so for that reason i'm gonna say it's real okay ah uh, Kato? This sounds like something, this sounds like your fantasy, Brian. Like you would love to star in this movie. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna say fake. <laughs> it is 100% fake. Ah! I would want to star in that movie. Yes, you would. You'd change Santa's lug nuts in a heartbeat. Okay. Who'd, who'd, who would be the best retired NASCAR driver to be cast uh, in? Richard Petty, probably. Yeah. That'd be good. Maybe, yeah, maybe something like that or Dick He'll, Trickle. Dale Jr. Dick Trickle will be good. Yeah. yeah. Or Jimmy uh, Jimmy Spencer. Someone like that. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay, this one. Mercy Christmas. When Michael meets the perfect woman and she invites him over to her ho- family's holiday celebration, his Christmas dream comes true, guys. Only for him to discover <laughs> that he was going to be the Christmas dinner. Uh, yes. I also like this Oh, one. this is good. This is twisty. Real or yeah. fake. Oh, mm. this is a dark dark christmas what do you think like when he what was the first indication that michael realized that Uh, he he wakes up and she's basting him (laughs) she's got the baster and she's just like lubing down his legs getting him ready for the oven and then the the grandpa turns over and says save the neck for me (laughs) uh yeah i'm gonna say that is real and surprisingly sounds like another movie that i need to put in my netflix playlist yeah this would be wasn't there like a slasher santa movie a couple years ago um yeah i'm gonna say this is this is real good job guys it is 100 real 
made out in 2017, actually got positive reviews. Did it? Okay. Yes. From that it, it, scene. I mean, it, but it's probably like a, a, a comedy, right? They say it's a, yeah, it's a dark a little comedy. Da, little dark yeah. comedy. Okay. Yeah. You got what, time for one more? Sure. Always for you, buddy. Uh, all right. Thank you, Cato. <laughs> Santa conquers the Martians because Martian children only get to see Santa Claus on TV signals beamed from Earth. Martian parents decide to abduct Santa, forcing him to make toys for their Martian children. Mm -hmm. But you can't manufacture happiness, guys. And Santa teaches the alien overseers that the true what the true meaning of Christmas is. Okay. Real that, that it's not Santa Claus? Which is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, look, um, here's the thing. Like, are we going to... I mean, these we're going to fulfill these stereotypes, right? Like, Martians always abducting people. They're just yeah, serial they're abductors. You know, yeah. like, uh, I don't know. It seems like low-hanging fruit. Uh, I think that if Martians were really going to involve themselves in, in the holidays, uh, it would be in a, a different capacity. I'm not sure exactly what. Maybe... Maybe kidnapping all the turkeys. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, Maybe. making Christmas. Seems like their toy stock is, like, way better than what we got good going on. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I don't know. You know, sometimes you're nostalgic for those kind of old-fashioned toys. Maybe but that's what the... Nostalgia means that it's based in, like, a history that you have with... The yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people believe the Martians have been here on this earth since before we were. So, oh, yeah. oh, really? I don't want to go... I don't want to get too far yeah. down that okay. rabbit hole there. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This sounds. This sounds like it should be a movie, though. I'm, um, I'm going fake. I, you can't manufacture happiness. Well, that's the point of the movie, though. Right. I think this teaches a real lesson, and I'm glad these Martians have to recognize it's why good, we... It, it takes Martians to let us know that? It, we need we need somebody from a, a different Yes, planet. well, it takes Martians learning it, too, through Santa. And, okay. and Santa teaching them that the, the importance of Christmas is uh, making toys for Earth children. <laughs> giving <laughs> toys to the good Earth children. Nothing for you Martian kids. I'm going to go real movie. Yeah, I'm going fake. Okay, it is 100% real. Oh my oh, goodness. Wow. Made in 1964, deemed one of the worst movies of all time by Rotten Tomatoes. That's and that so should be good. the first of the movies you go back and watch. That should be the first one to see. That's a great movie poster, though. Isn't it? It is. I really like I like The Martian. It's like a cardboard box with, you know, like two circles and a square head. It's perfect. You know, Martians are all the rage again. They were the rage in the 60s. Now they're back. They're, they're trendy again. So they are should they? probably do a reboot of this. Mm. You know, yeah. put, part two. Put Billy Bob Thornton in yeah. there as Santa the Claus. Long, the long-awaited sequel, Santa Claus and the Martians. Boy, there are some bad... I hope you didn't have to watch all of these last weekend, Brian. I Well, no. Okay. I stopped at the... Uh, at the last Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> when you wondered if there was a lump, lump of coal in your rectum? <laughs> yes, that's where I stopped. <clears throat> all on, right, guys. On that job. note, thank you, BK. Very good. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if any movie uh, executives are watching, I like the NASCAR idea. I think BK is on something there. He's a good writer. It sounds like that would be good. All right. To get a little bit more NodPod in your life, go to fox13news.com slash NodPod or hit the QR code. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify to get the podcast every week without having to look for it. So, again, if you're watching the show on, like, say, Sunday night and you're saying, why are you picking games that are already over? Well, you can get the podcast earlier in the week. It's sent right to your phone. Uh, just go to fox13news.com slash nodpod to subscribe. A big thanks to Willie Robertson of Duck Dynasty you. fame and Harding University fame, of course. Uh, and, and go Bisons. Go Bisons. Uh, much right. thanks to our Nodpod crew, to Chris, to BK, second Chris, uh, doing the ones and twos here tonight. Until the next time we are on.
There are no off days, Chris. Go Bisons. Not, not even on Christmas. Very good. Go Bisons. Get her done.